22. It's your host, Trey here. Alongside co-host Kelly Dawson. Special guest today, Trayvon Williams. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive into uh, NFL mock draft as we get ready for the NFL draft this coming Thursday, the first round. Um, a draft and obviously trying times, as most of life is, but uh, should be a good time. So today we're just going to walk through the entire first round. Uh, a little bit of a caveat what we're doing here. I think it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I think people have turned mock drafts into, you know, pyramid schemes in a way. Um, you know, oh, this is, you know, check out my mock draft, check out this mock draft, and 90% of those cats just be copying, you know, other folks like Kuiper and McShay or whoever else. So um, we're honest here. We don't have sources in, in, uh, in NFL front offices. Uh, I'm sure a few of us have a couple. I know a couple. I'm friends with a couple of scouts in the NFL, but not enough to, like, legitimately say, hey, I know Herbert's going here. And that's 90% of mock draft people. So instead, what we decided to do was do a um, mock draft based on what we would do. So my guiding light for this entire time was if I were GM of X team, um, yep. who would I pick right here? Um, so obviously, you know, and I think these are more fun to be able to look at in retrospect um, because it really outlines, like, where people, you know, where folks thought each team should go and so on and so forth. So that's what we'll dive in today. Um, Kelly, Trayvon, how y'all feeling? You ready? I guess we'll go to Kelly first. Hey, I'm ready, man. It took uh, – man, I did this – when did I start? Um, Saturday or Sunday. And I did my initial. And I was like, man, this is hard. <laughs> this is, it's hard because, you know, you don't – you really don't have the intel. And you when you're thinking like, okay, what would I do? What do I need as the GM? What does my team need? Not, not what do I think is going to happen. Right. I did mine literally based on – what does my team need? What's the best player for this spot? So it was tough. That's why I had to do a big board first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I understand why they do a big board. And then I kind of, you know, did it like that. I think that makes more sense. I think it's tougher that way because then you have to show your football acumen in both draft needs and talent evaluation. Um, yep. And I think, you know, I, I honestly, I don't think any of us watch enough college football to be able to do a seven-round, you know, mock. But no I, I think all three of us watching up college football to be able to, you know, do a, do a legitimate, like, this is what I would do in the first round. Like, that's, yeah, all, yeah. I, that's all I do on Saturday. So, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think we'll have some good insight. Trayvon, man, how you feeling? Welcome to the show. Man, thank y'all for having me. Uh, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, it's kind of funny, the same thing Kelly was talking about. Uh, I started probably, like, last Monday. Uh, and I started – I made a big board. And uh, kind of like with my uh, thinking on my mock draft, it's like just because I have somebody like ranked where I would draft them, but also I got to think about what the team needs. So sometimes I may have a player like I wouldn't touch them until some round, but yeah, the team needs I got to put them there in that position. So yeah, yeah, no, totally agree with that. Um, I'd be remiss if we were recording this on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how the rich got richer and how Tom Brady is straight from hell. Um, <laughs> Buccaneers just acquired uh, Rob Gronkowski. The deals of the, the the details of the deal um, aren't fully outlined, but I don't think this changes the nature of the draft. But um, we'll talk more about this in, in you know some later shows. But I think it might. Um, I don't think the NFC is as wide open as I thought it was uh, a week ago. I put it that way. Um, but we'll come back to that, and maybe that impacts where people have the Buccaneers going at 14. So let's just dive straight into it. Number one overall, I, I think is pretty self-explanatory. We all agree on this. Um, Joe Burrow, quarterback at LSU, going to Cincinnati. Um, consensus number one pick. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's too much to, 
to have there. I think we all have Burrow um, going number one. That doesn't mean he's number one on our boards. I don't know many people who have Joe, Joe Burrow number one on their board. However, I think it's not only is it the consensus pick, it's the right pick. It's a pick that makes sense for that franchise. Um, I don't think they can pass the ball. So uh, on to number two. And, and this was a consensus pick for me for a while. Um, but when I put myself in the shoes of what, what I would do, um, I know both of you gentlemen have Chase Young going second overall, um, Edge out of Ohio State. I think by far the best player in the draft. But if I'm Washington's GM, I'm taking Tua. Uh, I'm going to take Tua overall. And the reason why I'm going to go full Arizona, like the Cardinals did last year, they tried the Josh Rosen experiment. I think Josh Rosen still has the potential to be a really good quarterback. People think I'm crazy in saying that. He's younger than Joe Burrow, I think by over a year or so. But, um, and a lot of that had to do with coaching because Steve Wilkes was off as Cardinals head coach. But yeah. I, I've never been a believer in Dwayne Haskins. People give me a lot of flack for that. Um, I don't see Dwayne Haskins being a, a franchise quarterback. I think if you have the perfect roster around Dwayne Haskins, you can get to the NFC Championship game. But I think that's your ceiling with him, a lot like Kirk Cousins. Um, and so I would go two at number two. But, you know, that's just uh, – that's, uh, that's, that's my unique perspective. Um, <laughs> gents. Third overall, Trayvon, let's go to you first. Uh, I picked Derrick Brown, man. Um, anytime I watch a film with Derrick Brown, uh, I don't like to say this, but he reminds me of uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, especially, I can remember a play when he did that spin move on like two dudes in a game against LSU. And ever since then, I've just been like, every time I turn it on tape, it's just obviously that he can, he's that guy. That's high praise, man. Aaron Donald. That that is high praise. <laughs> so so you have uh, Detroit. You said okay. second, second or third, I mean, right? Third overall, yeah. Detroit second, third. So um, so I, I kinda I don't know if I cheated, but you know, I, I put trades in here. Oh. <laughs> all right. So I got a couple too, so you good. All right. So I got my first trade. Um this is my first trade. Miami and Detroit. So Miami uh, trade trades the fifth pick. Um, I'm sorry, Detroit trades. Uh, Miami trades the fifth pick, the 26th pick, and the 2021 second um, for Detroit's number three, and they take um, Tua. So uh, everything you've been hearing, they're they're, they're going to take Herbert. Yeah. I don't. Only only thing that makes sense is the injury history for Tua, why they would take Herbert over him. Um, because before before Joe Burrow um, had this great season last year, we were talking about Tua. Tua had the best season to not win a Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> Kyler Murray stuck, snuck up on him at the end. He had a really good season. But, you know, he kind of struggled with, I think it was an ankle injury at the, the, the end of that season. And he didn't play one game. He didn't play well another game. Any game that I've seen Tua play, he only played bad when he was injured. The only, the only bad games he's had was when he was injured. So uh, I got Tua going to Miami at three. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, I, I tend to agree with you, and I think we, we had touched on this previously. Um, and Trevor, I want to get your thoughts on this momentarily. I, I, I would still take Joe Burrow number one overall from Cincinnati because he's a Southeast Ohio kid. He just had this monstrous season. My franchise is, is yeah, yeah. known for being tumultuous and just not being winners. 
However, I have, I have huge concerns about Burrow's, you know, long-term um, capabilities to be a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a monster season last season. The tape speaks for itself. I'm not one of those people like, oh, he was throwing to, you know, three first-round picks. Most quarterbacks throw to three first-round picks. They, they're top prospects for a reason. They're top prospects at high school. So that's, that's a ridiculous argument. But Burrow completed 76% of his passes last year. The year before that, 578 Uh The year before that, he only threw 11 passes. And the year before that, he only threw 28. So – the the jury is, is out on Joe Burrow and how good he's going to be. Anybody who tells you otherwise uh, is not watching the tape. He had a phenomenal 15 games, but that always concerns me because Achilles Smith had a phenomenal few games. Joey Harrington had a phenomenal few games. Mitchell Trubisky, he never had phenomenal games, but he had a good few games. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm worried about Burrow as opposed to Tua, who his completion percentage and – Three years at Alabama, or two years. I'll take out the first year because they only threw 77 bets. 69% and then 71%. So the things you look for in accuracy are there. Neither is like, neither has amazing arm strength, but they have accuracy. So I think it's the number one thing you want out of a quarterback. But uh, I think Tua is obviously the best quarterback in this class. But yeah, it's, it's the injury concern and whether or not he's going to hold up when a guy like Derrick Brown plows into his hip. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Definitely hope that's the case um, that he holds up that he has an illustrious career. Cause when he came onto the scene and beat Georgia, that was, that was thrilling. And I was very excited to see that. Um, so I've got Burrow one, Chase Young two, um, at third overall, actually I have the Chargers trading up uh, much like you do. Um, Kelly with Detroit, I got the Chargers trading the sixth overall, their 2023 round of this year in their first round of next year to Detroit for Justin Herbert. Um, I don't know what Justin Herbert is going to be, to be honest. Um, <laughs> He's going to be um, um, Joey Harrison. Joey. <laughs> I, I, I think Justin Herbert is going to be Andy Dalton. I, I don't think he'll bust because he has, he has enough of the intangibles. I, I think he makes quick enough decisions, and he's strong enough and big enough to, to get out of the pocket and not take unnecessary sacks. Uh, but I'd be surprised if he ever makes a, a, a Pro Bowl, which means you can – you can, I think that means you can win a Super Bowl with Justin Herbert on your roster because Cincinnati should have at least gotten to an AFC title game Super Bowl. I don't see him being anywhere near two of two of stays healthy. But anyway, um, fourth overall, let's go ring around. I got Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle um, from Georgia for the New York Giants. You got a franchise quarterback. You got a franchise running back at Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones quarterback, if those still exist. Um, need to get somebody to protect his back. Uh, that offensive line is trash. And Dave Gettleman never trades down, so I don't see that happening. Um, I got Andrew Thomas. Kelly, what about you in fourth? Um, same position. I have wheels out of Alabama. Um, um, I mean, same, same things you have, same things you just said. So got, the, got their franchise quarterback, so they think. Um, got to protect them. Um, thought about, uh, you know, Simmons here, but – you know, if you draft a quarterback one year and then you have Nate Solder, who you're paying for, Whew. paying high dollar. Highway robbery. Play very well, and he's just kind of average at this point in his career. Slide him to right, you know, maybe put wheels at left or keep Solder at left for now, you know, and then slide wheels later. But, yeah, that's what I have. We'll have to do a money heist um, of NFL players who, who are robbing their teams. Yeah. 
Um, yep. Nate Soder's up there. Kirk Cousins definitely up there. Uh, Chase Daniel. Oh, Chase Daniel. Chase he's Daniel the goat. The goat. <laughs> Chase Daniel is the goat. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I never seen nobody as many jobs as him. Man, <laughs> backup job. Man, just getting that check. Hey, bless you, brother. Uh, Trayvon, who you got number four going to the Giants? Uh, just like Kelly, uh, I thought about taking Willis, but I ended up taking the freak. Uh, uh, one thing I like about Gettleman is he likes to build his defense. Mm-hmm. And if you remember when he was with the Panthers, his his main staple of his defense was Luke Keekley. I'm not saying that uh, Simmons is Luke Keekley, but uh, me and Kelly, we talked back and forth a couple times about it. I mean, I don't know where you play him, but I feel like anywhere you play him, <laughs> he's going to do well. <laughs> yeah, you're you limiting his skills some way. You put him at middle linebacker, uh, you limit his skills. It's like everywhere he's on the field, he does something special. And uh, I do I do see the the tackle angle, but, I mean, I feel like this tackle class is not that good. I feel like Willis is good, and I feel like everybody else is just okay. So I wouldn't want to do a, a top four pick for a player that's going to be okay. Yeah. No, I tend to agree with that. I, I, I think all the tackles in this – not all of them, but we talk about, you know, Thomas, Wirfs, Wills, uh, Becton. I even think Cleveland is part of that five. I don't, I don't know why so many draft outlets have the four and then a drop to Cleveland, Jones, and Jackson. They all seem to be pretty much lumped together. I don't think any of them are, are yeah. true top ten talents, to be honest, in a way that, say, you know, Penny Sewell at Oregon, that, that kid's going top three next year. He's a monster. Um, I don't like comparing people to Hall of Famers, but, but you know, I, I'd say like Walter Jones. Um, so I agree with you. I don't, think, I don't think any of the tackles are elite. I just think so many teams need to figure out how to protect their quarterbacks because they have young quarterbacks that there's going to be a run on those guys mm-hmm. before they should. Um, I agree with you, though. I don't, I, I don't think the Isaiah Simmons hype is, is, is hype. Um, I, I honestly think – I was actually watching a little bit of film Hot take. I think Simmons might be a better prospect than Chase Young. Um, and, and I think Simmons might end up having the better – I'll put it this way. I haven't been this impressed by a defensive player since Von Miller in 2011. Um, so I like that. I think the, Simmons the, is going to – The thing about Simmons is it's a good and bad thing that he's so versatile. Yeah. It's a great thing. The bad thing is literally what position is he going to play? Yeah. But, well, that's I mean, that's a, good, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. You got good coaching. You got a good, uh, great DC. He'll figure it out. Because <laughs> look at, I mean, he reminds me of, and this is high praise, Tyron Matthews is like one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah. He, he doesn't have a – naturally, he's a corner. But he plays safety – because of his playmaking skills. But if you, if you have a breakdown of every position he played, he's played everything but nose guard. Right. <laughs> he's taking a snap That's at every real. position but nose guard. Yeah. So that reminds me of Simmons. You can just place him anywhere and he can just ball, man. But, yeah. I'm going to go five through ten here, uh, give a little bit of analysis, and then we'll go around the horn. So um, okay. fifth. I got Chase Young. I, that's not going to happen, obviously. Chase is going second overall. Um, and then I think the, I think the charge – I'm about to call them the Clippers. I think the charge is going to go up to three and get Herbert. By all accounts, they, they prefer Herbert over Tua. I do think four the Giants are going to go Andrew Thomas. What I would do at five, obviously, is go Chase Young because he's gone at two. Um, six, I got Detroit after the trade. I'm going to go with Jeff Okuda. I don't understand all this. See, this is the problem with 
scouts and draft nerds and all this other stuff, they, they forget years of tape when they put guys in gym shorts um, and have them run on carpet. And, you know, what Jeff Okuda did in the Big Ten at Ohio State on tape kind of speaks for itself. An elite cornerback prospect. Seven Carolina, I got Derek Brown. And I think the kid's a monster. Um, I think he should be getting the same hype that the draft outlets gave Quentin Williams last year. I never really understood the Quentin Williams hype. I thought he was a top 10 or 15 pick. And this is coming from a guy who watches a lot of Alabama. Um, Nick Saban aficionado. I, I never understood the, the the transformative hype around Quentin Williams, but whatever, the Jets took him. So that says a lot about that. Um, at eight, Arizona, I got Jedrick Wills. I really wanted to put C.D. Lamb here. I think I could totally see Arizona taking a wide receiver there and saying, forget all this, we're going the Kansas City route. Um, yeah, Kyler didn't really have a whole lot of protection, but Kyler's a, a ridiculous athlete. He can make things happen in the pocket. Cliff can put stuff together, um, a lot of rollouts, a lot of play action, so on and so forth to keep him off his back. I really want C.D. Lamb here. If I was Arizona's GM, I think I would take C.D. Lamb until my owner over overrode that or overrid that, whatever the term is, um, and I would go Jedrick Wills. Nine, I think Isaiah Simmons. Uh, a monster going to Jacksonville. Uh, I wanted Tristan Wirfs there as well, but at Jacksonville has so many needs on the defensive side of the ball now that they've traded everybody because they had trash culture from Tom Coughlin. Um, at 10 overall, I got the Raiders moving up um, with Cleveland trading the 12th overall pick as well as the two third-rounders this year, the 16th and 27th pick in the third round of Cleveland. Um, and I got the Raiders taking CeeDee Lamb to, uh, to finally give Derek Carr some, some weapons. So that's my five through 10. Uh, Kelly, what you got? All right, so five, all right. This is uh, from the trade with Miami. Um, Detroit gets their guy anyway. So they get Jeff Okuda. All right, like you said, the best best corner in this draft. All right, they find their replacement for the stud cornerback that they, that they traded away. All right. Um, I almost said Clippers too. The, um, <laughs> the Chargers, the Chargers uh, get their quarterback of the future, so they hope, Justin Herbert. Uh, I think it's two, it's two or Burrow, and it's a big gap between QBs. But, hey, you got to – you can't really – you got to get – you got to draft who's available. So, uh, they get Herbert. Seven, Carolina takes Derrick Brown. We have that same pick. Um, so, they lose – they lose Dante Poe. They lose Jared McCoy. So, they kind of sure up that interior um, defensive line. All right, uh, next tackle off the board, Arizona takes Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. All right, you get your franchise quarterback one year, get his protection, and you get a top three receiver to net. So I have high expectations for Arizona if Tristan Wirfs can uh, hold up in pass protection. Number nine, all right, I have Javon Kinlaw, all right, out of South Carolina. Honestly, watching um, – I, I heard about him. My first time watching was a Georgia game, and that's probably the best game he had. And you got to think, he's going, he's going up against, you know, quality offensive linemen who will be drafted in day one and day two this year. And he was just abusing them, all right? And I don't think the gap between he and Derrick Brown is that big. Like, he's, 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 he's a monster. Kinlaw may be a little bit more athletic, but Derrick Brown, he still kind of uh, edges him out. All right. Uh, and number 10, I got another trade. I have Cleveland trading with Denver. Mm. All right. So 
Denver goes from 15 to 10. They trade the 15th, the 77th, and the 95th pick in this draft and a second rounder from next year. All right. And they grab who I think the best receiver in the class, Jerry Judy. All right. So they already have Cortland uh, Sutherland. All right. So they get Jerry Judy to pair with him. All right. Elway has trouble <laughs> drafting QBs. Oh, John. So, <laughs> so hopefully by getting some really good receivers, then QBs, don't, you know, they can just throw the ball and play pitch and catch. And maybe he'll look like a genius. So, yeah, that's who I got. That's my five through ten. I like it. I like it. I like it. Trayvon, what you got five through ten? All right, disclaimer, I didn't do any trades. So <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, so mine is going to look like what I think they should We do. cheated a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> With the Dolphins, uh, I picked who I feel like is the best quarterback in this class, which is Tua. Uh, Tua wasn't hurt. I mean, I know everybody said the Bengals – have to take Burrow, but I feel like two is better. Uh, with the Chargers, I mean, I'm not high on Herbert like you guys are. Uh, I watched his tape, and I swear he threw about a thousand screens and four long passes the whole season. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to uh, do that with a quarterback, so I end up taking Wirtz. Uh, like you said, he had some problems with pass protection. Um, but um, one thing about the Chargers, I feel like they haven't had a good offensive lineman in forever. And they've tried with Forrest Lamp and others. So I think now is just a time to get an offensive tackle. And uh, I like Tyrod, honestly. Um, I think he can be serviceable, especially with that defense and also the weapons that are around him. When he was with the Ravens, I feel like uh, he was serviceable at times. I feel like he should have got what Teddy got, a chance to be a starter somewhere. He did at Buffalo. He, he was accurate um, at times. And at times he was Tyrod. Uh, seventh, uh, I went with uh, Kinlaw. Um, I like him, man, but at, at times I feel like his motor is questionable. Uh, for a person that's that big and that, that athletic, I feel like he should be able to dominate a little bit more. Uh, eight, I took Willis. And the reason why I took Willis is uh, I have a little bit of information about uh, Colin Murray. Colin Murray's cousin is in this draft. His name is Devin uh, Duray. He's very fast, uh, played wide receiver at Texas. So I think I think they're going to end up pairing those two. I like Fred. I would love to see CD play with him, but I think just uh, you sure up that quarterback with a tackle, and you go get his cousin, who one he has a rapport with, and also is a stud athlete as well. At nine, I don't see it happening. Someone's going to trade up for him uh, again. Aduka, uh, man, when you turn on the film, um, I don't care what nobody said. The bad arguments of he doesn't guard anybody in the Big Ten. I'm sorry, but whoever you put up against him. He does his job. You can ask T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins was as hurt as we as he wants to proclaim in that uh, that championship game. Um, it was really he was getting locked down. And uh, ten uh, Baker, uh, you got to protect him, man. Um, yeah, I feel bad for Baker um, going there and losing Joe Thomas. I feel like if Joe Thomas there, his development would be a little bit better. Uh, so I took Beckham. I'm not really high on Beckham, but at the time you need a lineman. Uh, I think overall, if he can get with the right coach years down the line and just stay with that weight problem that he had, just stay under control of that, he can be dangerous just with his pass rush, with his pass blocking. So you got Wills, Jedrick Wills going eight, Jeff Okuda going nine, and Makai Becton going 10, right? Correct. Cool, cool, cool. 
Okay. Um, okay. Wonderful. I'm at 11. Uh, I got the Jets here. Uh, Tristan Wurst is still available on my board um, out of Iowa. They got to get an offensive tackle. I know their their fan base is, is clamoring for uh, an offensive weapon, but you know it, it doesn't. Man, if I got to see if I got to see a lamb and a CD emoji one more time, um, <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter if they get weapons if they can't protect a quarterback. Um, and they 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 finally have a quarterback in Darnold, and so you know after after not having a quarterback in almost forty years. You're doing a disservice to to everything in your franchise if you don't get somebody to protect him. Kurt Ferentz has, has he he's created offensive tackle university. Um, mm-hmm. Sands Robert Gallery, who didn't quite turn out for the Raiders, but other than that, they produce offensive linemen like Wisconsin produces cheese and milk. So uh, I think he's gonna work there. Cleveland actually had the same pick at number twelve, which I had them trading down with uh, with Vegas at ten. I got them taking Mackay Beckton as well. Um, I, I think I think Baker is 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 what he is. Um, I think he peaked his rookie year. That last game he played in Baltimore in his rookie season. I think that's that's the best you're ever going to see a Baker Mayfield yeah. in the NFL. But um, if that's the best you get a Baker Mayfield with the right supporting cash, you can go nine and seven in that. Ten, you know, out of t- out of ten years, you, you'll get a two season of ten and six, a wild card game. So um, give him right offensive line, you can make the playoffs two or two or three times in the next seven or eight years, and Cleveland fans will ride over that. So, um, and then at 13, I got Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Bama. We don't talk enough about um, how Jimmy Garoppolo probably isn't as good as the contract that he has. Um, I thought that was going to be a much bigger conversation than it was after the Super Bowl. Um, Kyle Shanahan's just late-game clock management and competence helps remove that conversation. We should have that conversation totally separate over the span of like three episodes later. But Jerry Judy will give him a weapon. Um, Judy's not a speedster, probably one of the better route runners that I've seen in a while. Um, the the Julio Jones comp is just way too easy just because, you know, they're both dark-skinned and went to Alabama, so I won't go there. But um, <laughs> I think Judy's a monster. I think Judy's the most NFL-ready receiver in this class because of his hands and route running. Um, I think Ruggs might end up having a better career. Lamb might end up having a little bit of better career, too, but Judy's NFL ready. Uh, And at 14, I went back and forth with Tampa at 14. I got them taking C.J. Henderson now that they got Gronk. Um, They could use some offensive tackle help, but I think right here it's just too early to reach for any of those guys. And they need need help along the the secondary. But all of a sudden, they don't have a whole lot of needs. Uh, And at 15, uh, I got Denver here. Got Henry Ruggs third out of Alabama. Sutton's a bigger possession-type target. You get rugs up there to, to get some speed on, on the field um, and give Drew Locke another weapon so we can actually see if John Elway can actually draft the quarterback. So uh, I got Worfs going to the Jets at 11-12. Cleveland taking Beckton 13. Uh, the Niners going with Jerry Judy 14. Tampa taking C.J. Henderson 15. Henry Ruggs third going to, uh, going to Denver. Kelly, what you got 11 through 15? All right, 11, uh, New York stands, stays pat. Uh, man, we, we're the same. I, I thought about, uh, you know, I keep seeing these, the, the CD and the lamb emoji everywhere. <laughs> For one, I don't stop. understand. I don't understand why people are Jets fans from the, from the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning, I don't understand. But I, take. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. The Jets are the Mets. The and um, the um, the Brooklyn Nets, like they're the second team in New York that nobody cares about. 
who hasn't done anything. But What's anyway. that fact? <laughs> so I haven't taken Andrew Thomas. Uh, like you said, man, you, you have a quarterback. You do lose um, – you lose Robbie Anderson, but, I mean, if you can't protect the guy, he, he it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. All right? Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, they have – they're taking CeeDee Lamb at uh, number 12. I thought about C.J. Henderson because they need secondary help. Uh, but Gruden wants to score a lot of points. And whether it's Mariota or Carr, whoever's throwing it to him, um, you know, they, they, they want to throw, throw the ball. All right. Don't be surprised if they trade back, though. All right. Because um, they, have, they have two picks in the first round. So don't be, don't be surprised if they trade back. Um, San Fran, man, this is – if this happens, they're already loaded. They're already a pretty good team. I got them taking Henry Ruggs. Imagine Henry Ruggs. Um, you got Henry Ruggs, you got Debo Sam, you got George Kittle, you got um, those running backs. Man, imagine <laughs> – imagine that offense. If, you know, Shanahan can I, – I can imagine them blowing a lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> I what I can imagine. <laughs> hey, imagine him, you know, getting better with the late game, uh, you know, his struggles, getting, getting over those. You know, they'll be, they'll be cooking with some hot grease with Henry Ruggs. <laughs> All right. All right, 14. Like you said, Tampa Bay – and I did this before they got grumped because, um, you know, they got O.J. Howard, they got Cameron Bray. They have two solid tight ends. I have them taking DeAndre Swift. And they have Ronald Jones, but I thought about Tom Brady. That guy, that guy can catch the uh, ball at the backfield. Like, he caught a lot of screens. Um, all Georgia running backs are great pass catchers, especially in a screen yeah. game. And what does Tom Brady like to do? Those screens yeah. to the running backs and let him go. Well, so, he got a noodle arm uh, now, so. It, it, hey, he get it out. <laughs> all right, and 15, I got the um, – um, the Cleveland Browns taking Makai Beckett. All right. Baker Mayfield got sacked 40 times last year. Uh, hopefully progresses. And um, he progresses over the years to be a solid left tackle. And then they can protect him. Intriguing. Intriguing list, Coach Doxy. Trayvon, what you got 11 through, uh, 11 through 15? Uh, 11 through 15, I went wide receiver crazy. Uh, starting off with the Jets. Uh, I picked Jerry Judy. Uh, like he, uh, Kelly mentioned, uh, they lost Robbie Anderson. And I think when it comes to route running and getting open, uh, Jerry Judy does it the best. And, I, I mean, I understand the tackle thing. I just didn't feel like reaching for a tackle at that time. Uh, at 12, I ended up taking the, with the C.D. Lamb for the Raiders. Uh, I think C.D. Lamb is the best wide receiver in this draft. Uh, just watching, I know he played in the Big 12, and everybody keeps talking about can he deal with a press. Uh, just ask what he does in the weight room whenever you get a chance. Uh, 13, uh, probably going to throw some people off, but I end up picking Justin Jefferson. I think Shanahan has learned his lesson uh, being Ooh. in Atlanta when he had Turbo. Uh, yeah, that taking the plays off the top is good all the time, but sometimes you need someone that can just catch that ball. And, I, hey, when you turn on the tape with Justin Jefferson, it's like – he playing against himself in, in some park somewhere in um, Baton Rouge. He's just playing against himself. And every time I look, he's open. And I, so I see him as being like that kind of like Sanders slash Edelman type in that offense. Uh, 14, it was before I knew they was getting Gronk. 
But I still feel like with Brady getting up there in age, uh, they got to get a tackle. So I went with Andrew Thomas. Uh, 15, uh, the NFL is a copycat league. And with the Chiefs being in the same division as uh, Broncos, I went with Henry Ruggs. As you know, every time, just about every other time he touches the ball, one time out of four, he's going to score a touchdown. Uh, I'm not really as high as him as most people are. I, I love that he had that breakaway speed and can catch all the streaks fast. But nowadays, I think these cornerbacks are just fast enough. And I want my wide receiver to be able to run routes. But they got caught in Sutton, Sutton. So I think that will be a great complimentary piece for Drew Locke. That's good, man. We get Drew Lock another piece to throw the football to. That way he can go to the sideline and sing Young Jeezy. Um, <laughs> exactly. When he, uh, when he throws. That stuff be driving me crazy. White boys singing rap songs and everybody does it. <laughs> go viral. Uh, anyway, okay, Karen. Um, 16, let's talk a little bit about the Falcons, and then we'll just we'll do some spot stuff. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about um, our mock drafts, they'll be up on uh, Relentless.Love. Um, on Wednesday morning, so you can check that out. Um, let's deep let's deep dive into um, the Falcons. I imagine um, a lot of the people who listen to our pod are big Falcons fans. Uh, at 16, I still have Javon Kinlaw on the board, so I got Atlanta taking him. I got a lot of the same concerns. Uh, I I um, you know about just his 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 motor um, and what he's bringing to each and every play. I think the biggest thing is, you know, I can, I can understand that on one extent because, you know, playing at South Carolina, um, you know, that roster isn't as competitive as some of the other rosters that you're going up against. That would probably motivate me to be a little bit more dominant. And then people's motors don't usually improve when you give them millions of dollars either. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that, that team needs a lot of help in the trenches. Trayvon, I want your opinion on this because I know you're a Falcons fan. Um, and there's a lot of talk about them trading up uh, into the draft. I, I vehemently disagree with the concept of trading up uh, unless you're getting a quarterback, an elite playmaker at wide receiver or somebody on the edge, somebody that rushes the quarterback off the edge or protects the quarterback off the edge. But, you know, who would you like to see your dirty birds go up and get, particularly because now you've got Tom Brady and Drew Brees to play four times a year. Oh, yeah. Um, if the Falcons are going to trade up, I don't want them trading up to, like, number nine. I want them to go all in. Uh, this is Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov's last year if we don't make the playoffs. And um, I know people are like, well, we're going to have to give up these picks and that picks. I, I mean, at this point, I don't care. Uh, the last time we had to give up these and that picks, we got a dude that's a 6'4", runs a 4'3'9". Uh, <laughs> And he did it with a broken foot, if I might add. <laughs> and every time I see him, um, he's dancing like Michael Jackson on the field. Uh, some people call him Julio. I call him Couture's. So, uh, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be like this. If I can go up there and get, say, uh, Simmons, say, uh, a Duca, I'm, 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 going, I'm all for it. I'm not jumping up there to get a King Law or somebody like that. And then when I was doing my mock draft, I got real depressed. Uh, being a Falcons fan, because when they got the pick 16, you're like, all these players gone. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why you don't win unnecessary games at the end of the year. And I get it. Players don't tank. I get that. that. That is fact. However, that is precisely why there are times when, as a good owner, you need to insert yourself and say, hey, Matt Ryan is not playing. Julio Jones is not playing these last four games because now, now they have a position 
in my opinion, that window is closed because the last two seasons they have won unnecessary games at the end of the year. Imagine they started one and seven. Imagine if they had, if you had a top five pick, they could find a way to leave this draft with Chase Young. And they had a top pick last. So the, the, the offense is good enough to where if you have two or three more elite players on your defense, that's a Super Bowl contender. That's how good the offense is. But you want to go eight and eight and seven and nine after you start one and seven. And it sets your franchise back years when you do that. And I love Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank is a great guy. I hope he wins the Super Bowl. But this is precisely why you, there are times where your owner needs to step into the GM's office and say, look, these guys aren't playing the rest of the year. We need a top pick because I want to win a Super Bowl, not go 500. Um, Kelly, what's your thought? You think the Falcons window is closed? I think that thing is clamped shut now. But. I, I do. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think after the Super Bowl it would be closed. Even after they lost the next year, what was that, to uh, Philly? I didn't think it was closed then. Um, Steve Sarkeesian. But, but like you said, um, look, you, you either got to be mediocre, good, or bad. <laughs> like, if you're going to be good, that's in the postseason. If you make the postseason, who cares if you're a wild card? Who cares if you, cares if you were 8-8? Eight and eight? You were good enough and you made the postseason. Now you got a chance. But you can't be, you know, <laughs> you can't be 6-10. and 10. And you can't be six and ten, you know, seven and nine when your franchise is is only missing a couple pieces. But yeah, I, I think it's closed as far as you know Super Bowl run. But I think um, in my mock, I actually have I have the perfect scenario because C.J. Henderson actually falls to number sixteen. You know, I, I thought about Chase on out of LSU, but. Oh, See, I think he falls. To, I think he falls to sixteen. I think they trade up, you know, on Thursday. But in my draft, you know, he falls. So, um, I'm not. I I'm just not buying the C.J. Henderson hype. I, I don't. I just okay. don't see it. I I see. Uh, I see just. I see Justin Gilbert. But you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. But <laughs> no, I, I I see where you're going because they they're both real finesse. Yes. C.J. Henderson is finesse. C.J. Henderson makes a business decision every time somebody comes on his side. He's, he's really finesse, but, yeah. I see, I see. Now, with the as far as coverage ability, he's real close to Okuda, but Okuda's just got the dog in him, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's oh, got yeah. the dog in him, so it's just, that's what separates them two. But, yeah. Can, 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 you, can you make I – guess, I guess my thing with C.J. is – you don't have to be as nasty as Okuda is, but he he has he has the coverage ability. My problem, yeah. my concern is if you're if you're not willing to get your head in there on defense, then you need to be you know I'm not gonna say Dion level in coverage, but you know you need to be you know Chris Harris. I don't wanna say Chad Bailey, but you got to be up there. I don't think CJ is 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 an elite level of coverage, and so. I think what's going to happen is when he starts to get caught in some of those islands. And because the thing is, even in the SEC, right? Yeah, you play in Alabama, you play in Georgia. But even, even the tight end, the wide receiver, the offensive tackle you got pulling out at the University of Florida, it ain't Julio Jones coming yeah. at you. Uh, I mean, at, in the SEC, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and so I, I think if he, if he hasn't shown the ability to want to tackle whoever the XY receiver is at Tennessee or Kentucky, 
I don't understand why that would make him want to tackle. When you see Michael Thomas coming at you with 4-3 speed, let me stick my head in here. And that's my concern with him, especially after he gets his millions. Uh, but we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not huge on CJ Henderson. But, but we'd love to be wrong. Love to be wrong. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap this up with some wide receiver talk, man. I want to just um, – it's a huge and deep wide receiver class. I think this year and next year are huge uh, wide receiver classes because next year you got – probably who might be the best of the wide receivers out of these bunches, Jalen Waddle uh, out of Alabama. But um, this season, the class is still deep. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you all's rankings are as this wide receiver class. So, Kelly, take a shot. And what's, what's your top five wide receivers in this draft? Um, top five, I got Judy. Um, man, he, he, he's the best. Man, Alabama receivers can just run routes because – Julio's a good route runner. Calvin really, I thought was a better he not thin. He was a better route runner coming out of college than Julio Jones was. And probably right there with or better than Amari Cooper was. So you just got Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Calvin really. Now you got Jerry Judy. Goodness, all those guys went to Alabama. All of these guys went to Alabama and they came in the league just, you know, Julio wasn't as polished as a route runner, but coming out, but those guys run routes, man. So <laughs> I have Judy one. Um, I have him over Lamb. This is what, when I, when you rate a wide receiver coming in NFL, you got to think, okay, what is it, What do NFL uh, defenses run? They run, they run man. So what did the receiver in college show? Did he show he can beat man coverage? And that's all he showed that game in and game out. Yeah. The only reason why I have him over C.D. Lamb is nobody, nobody manned up Oklahoma. <laughs> nobody plays man in the Big 12. It's the see, Big 12! I, I know. And, and so I, I haven't seen that. And not saying that he can't, but I've seen it with Judy. Um, but he's still, he's still a great receiver. Both of them really good after the catch. Uh, number three, I have Ruggs out of Bama. Um, I think with the right offense, if he gets with Kyle Shanahan, man, he's his level as a receiver will go through the roof just because Shanahan knows how to put guys in uh, good situations. Uh, number four, I have Justin Jefferson. Until the fourth quarter uh, of Super Bowls. But, okay. <laughs> number four, I have Justin Jefferson out of LSU. I probably have him as the second best route runner in this group. Um, he, he, he's smooth, man. He's smooth. And what's crazy, he wasn't the best receiver on his team. <laughs> Chase was better. And uh, number five, I actually have Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. Um, every time you look at the game, you just see big plays. And he's more than just, all right, I'm a back shoulder fade you. I'm going to just throw it up deep. That's why I think about T. Higgins. He's more of a back shoulder guy, you know, red zone guy, which isn't bad. But that's why I have him over T. Higgins. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Trayvon, what's your top five? Um, I mean, I, I definitely understand the Judy argument. Uh, every time you turn on the tape, it looks like he's playing somewhere in Florida by himself, too. Um, and I, I love the argument about nobody plays man in the Big 12. That's true. But I, I, I've seen a couple games, you know, with C.D. Lamb. I, I don't know if LSU plays man. 
I think they do. You know, he he got like four catches for 119 yards in that game. Come on, man! That was garbage time, mostly. No, no, one no. Of, one no. of them was for 60 no. yards. So, <laughs> hey, hey, in the game, you, if you go four four catches 119, hey, that's hey, that's a good day. I feel you. I'm just saying, one of them was on their worst safety. But go ahead. <laughs> hey, Justin Jefferson had four on uh, the worst safety in America. So, hey. But uh, at the end of the day, I think C.D. Lamb is my number one wide receiver. And, I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad to say 1A and 1B is really all about what you like yeah. you know, as well. I mean, we, we already talked about Judy plenty of times. Um, number three for me is Jefferson. Like I said, I just see him as like a Julian Edelman slash like Emmanuel Sanders back in the days. Like every time he every time you need a catch, he going to get that ball. Oh, uh, Ruggs, man. I, I – I think what what makes Ruggs the top wide receiver is just the ability to score touchdowns. Everybody's looking for like a Tyreek Hill, and I I mean I don't see Tyreek Hill. I see more Ted again, in my opinion, when I look at Ruggs. And then last probably would be my uh, sleeper pick in the draft, which would be Denzel Mims. Uh, you turn on that tape, man. That boy is a monster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he played in the Big Twelve. Um, I've heard that before, but every time you turn on that tape in big games, he gonna show up. And I, I I got him going to the Saints in my draft, and he'd be a secondary wide receiver with uh, Michael Thomas in that one on one coverage from and getting the ball thrown to Drew Brees. I yeah, I think um I think for the most part, our rankings kind of kind of lie within the same thing. I think if you've got I think for the top three, it's pretty much uh it's pretty much locked in for me. I got Jerry Judy. Um, I, I'm not gonna say there's a huge gap between Judy and CD. Cause I don't know if it's huge, um, but I, I I think we I think there's too much emphasis on on the athletic aspect of of wide receivers, and I think that's what people think. That's why a lot of people think CD is just so much better than Judy. Oh, he's just more of an athlete. He's just so graceful athletically, and I get it. And he's got really good hands. Jerry Judy's a much better route runner. Um, I think his hands are much better, and that's no slight to CD Lamb. CD Lamb's got good hands too. He's not going to drop a lot of footballs. Um, but, but Judy's not going to drop a lot of footballs either. Really good, uh, exceptional route runner. Um, he, he's what you want in a prototypical NFL wide receiver because he's open when he's not open. And I think Judy's going to be open when he's not open more often than, than C.D. Lamb is. Uh, this, is this is a huge hot take, but I, I, I look at Jerry Judy and I, I, I see Larry Fitzgerald. Maybe not that good. Maybe a poor man's Larry Fitzgerald. A poor man's Larry Fitzgerald probably pays 15 years and is an eight-time pro bowl. So I got Judy number one. C.D. Lamb number two, I think he's going to be a monster wide receiver. Um, I don't see either of these guys being a bust, which, which I think is what you're looking for being drafted in the top ten. Um, so I got both of those guys. At three, I got Ruggs. Ruggs is like – Ruggs is high risk, high reward. Um, I love Ruggs. He's a monster. Love watching him in Alabama. I think Ruggs is going to be – uh, a perennial pro bowler, or I think he's going to be returning kicks on special teams most of his career. I, I don't see the either or. Um, I, 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 think, I, think he's a, I think he's a boom pick or, or, or he's a bust that somebody regrets taking that high. Um, at four, I got Justin Jefferson, graceful route runner, big catch radius, speed on the outside, um, just, just a dynamic playmaker who we saw a lot of last season. I think once you get to five, you see a lot of you know, sort of fluctuation in where people have their rankings. I wanted to go Denzel Mims here, but I got a lot of the same concerns about Mims that I, Mims that I have about Ruggs. 
but Mims is nowhere near the player that Ruggs is in that estimation. They're both speedsters, obviously, and a lot of that is the reason why Mims has shot up on the board. The thing, the reason why I wanted to talk a lot about Mims is because you didn't get as much sort of quality tape on him as you wanted to because Baylor was just so bad um, previously before this year. So that's why he's a bit of an enigma. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's a monster at the next level. I just, I, I can't put him in my top five just because I didn't see enough tape from him beside last year when that team was just atrocious. Um, and then at five, so at five, I got Michael Pittman Jr., um, who I think is a, I think reminds me a lot of a poor man's uh, uh, Jerry Judy. Obviously nowhere near, I think, the route runner that he is, um, but but lacks some of the speed on the outside, but a big guy, big catch radius. And I think, I, honestly, that's where a lot of the league is going because you're starting to get faster defenders um in the in the back seven with linebackers and whatnot I think if you're not an absolute speedster you need guys who know how to run precision routes know how to find a spot sit there and catch the football uh, particularly with all the mediocre quarterback play there is you know you, you've got to have guys who can go out catch the football outside the catch radius so I got Michael Pittman Jr. there so I think it's going to be a huge uh, a huge wide receiver class which is funny because next year I think is uh is is going to be an interesting year as well because you got a bunch of wide receivers who, who next year's wide receiver class might be better than this year's at the top, at least. I don't know if it'll be as deep, um, but, you know, good luck in trying to figure out, especially if you need a wide receiver, you know, Jamar Chase out of LSU, uh, Jalen Waddle coming out of Alabama, so on and so forth. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's wild. So next year's draft is going to be pretty insane. Let's close on this, on this argument, and we can have this again a little bit later. Um, I personally think – I've already seen the hashtags, you know, tank for Trevor, lose for Lawrence. I am not sure Trevor Lawrence is consensus, is consensus number one over Justin Fields. Where do y'all see those two at this point? It's a year out. We might not even have a college football season. But And I like Trevor. I saw Trevor play uh, one time in Cartersville a couple years ago. Y'all, y'all, y'all know me. I was salivating over Trevor Lawrence before he even got to Clemson. Everybody thought I was crazy. Like, oh, no, he's going to take Kelly Bryant's job. If you saw that kid play in person, you knew he was going to take Kelly Bryant's job. It was just a matter of when. Um, but I just don't like the premature sort of assumption that Trevor Lawrence is that much better than Justin Fields. How f- I guess the better question is how far do you think the gap is? That they're both going one, two. How far is that gap? I think um, I'm the same with you. So I was having arguments. <laughs> Same arguments because I watched watched both of Harrison is up the road, Cartersville. I watched the guy in the state championships game. What three? I think he, I think he went to three and one two or something like that. Like I said, oh, this is the number one player in the country, number one quarterback for sure. Uh, what's crazy is their careers should have flipped. <laughs> like Field should have went to Clemson yeah. as far as the playing styles, and Trevor should have stayed at Georgia. But whatever, uh, we know how that goes. Uh, now, year one, I would have said, oh, I agree with you. But Trevor, last year, he kind of regressed. And the, he, he, he started poorly, played well in the middle, and then the championship game, he kind of – like, it was a bad game. And I know it was only one game, but you – That's the best competition. Question, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it make you question, okay, that game against Alabama, everything was just clicking the year before? Or and now he's playing, you know, a, 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 I guess a better coach, a better prepared team this year. He just 
man, he, he couldn't he couldn't complete a lot of passes, especially in the same rhythm. So um, as far as talent, I think Trevor Lawrence's talent is way better than Justin Fields, mm. in my opinion. Just throwing the ball. Obviously, Fields has that aspect of running. Um, and I, I, I didn't see – I'm always skeptical about the Ohio State offense in general because oh, of yeah. their prior quarterbacks. But um, I want to see – I don't know if Justin Fields has that, that – he definitely doesn't have the arm strength as Trevor. So, we'll – Get back with me next year about around this time. <laughs> I need to see a full, another full season of both of them starting. Yeah, I mean, Trayvon, we're going to come to you with, with this next. I, I think I, I agree with that. I think um, Trevor did regress. However, I, I do think there's something to be said of, you know, one, his regression in lieu of, you know, those coaches having a, a year of film on him. Whereas that wasn't that wasn't available, yeah, that wasn't available for Justin Fields, and so I think this season we'll really be able to see how good um, how good Fields is. The challenge with that is Fields is playing much better competition than Trevor is outside of postseason games. So you don't get more NFL like in defense than Alabama and Ohio State so on so forth. So I'll give you that, but you know, there's some dogs playing defense, and a lot of them are going to be in the NFL at Penn State, at Michigan State, at Michigan. At, you know, in yeah. Iowa. Um, and he just continuously torched a lot of those guys last year throughout the Big Ten. So I, 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 I agree. I don't – I'm still taking Trevor Lawrence number one overall if I have that pick, and I'm not really struggling to put that card in. I just think we should have a conversation about Trevor or Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be closed shut. Trevor, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think the book is closed shut. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, hey, like Kelly said, man, any type of Urban Meyer type quarterback, any in that type of offense, is very hard for me to uh, trust it in the translating to the NFL. You know, we can go back to who Fred brought up earlier, which is Haskins. Haskins had like what fifty touchdowns, 50 touchdowns. one year, and I mean Justin Fields. It, it looked it looks good, but I don't think it's going to translate to the NFL. Just Fields don't look like Haskins, though, man. I mean, Has- Haskins didn't look like Fields. He don't look like Haskins, but he looked like a a, a better Hurts. In my opinion, he looked like a better Hurts. Oh, that's steaming hot take. Hey, he but I, he does remind me of Jalen Hurts. Hurts, Hurts just got way more carries, right. more design runs. Right. He reminds me of Jalen Hurts, which isn't bad at all. <laughs> and so I, I agree. I think Trevor Lawrence is the guy. He did regress a lot last year. And I think a lot had to do with, too, uh, he didn't have the defense that he normally would have. So, like, I hear a lot of people bring that argument up about why they think the Bucks are going to be so much better is because uh, they're, one, they're getting a better quarterback so that defense will be able to shine a little bit more. I feel like he was put in some bad situations um, just on the field-wise and team-wise. So, I think – Trevor Lawrence is that guy, man. But at the same time, I wouldn't just make him the number one pick today. Because like you mentioned, that left tackle from Oregon, uh, that dude's a beast too. So I wouldn't just be out trying to hype up a quarterback. Like Kelly said, get back to me around this time next year, and i have a better answer. I I need a full season. That way both teams, um, you'll have two, you have two years, well, teams will have two years on, two years of film on Lawrence. They'll have one full year of film on Fields. 
and see how they see how they do. Yeah. Um, I don't need a season. If I had number one pick, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence, but I'm with y'all. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm just I think, talking about the gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I'm just talking about the gap. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We're talking about the gap. We all agree. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, if I had number one pick, it's signed, still delivered. I think, and we'll talk more about this in the coming months because we'll shift to a lot of college football once the draft is over. Um, but I think as a team next season and as a player, a uh, pretty good stretch for Ohio State next year. Obviously, they go at Oregon on September 12th, which is scheduled, which, you know, hopefully that happens. Personally, I don't think it is, but, you know, God works miracles. Um, but a stretch of games in which I, I think we're really going to see where Justin Fields is. Um, they host Iowa on October 10th, next week at Michigan State, at Penn State, at home against Nebraska. That's going to probably define their season. And then also I think define where Justin ends up um, getting picked uh, next spring, assuming he comes out, which I don't know why anybody would choose to play football for free. I mean, they can go make millions of dollars, but you never know. Um, Gents, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for joining All 22. Um, We'll be back soon with uh, more episodes. And obviously, once the NFL draft is over, um, check us out for the days coming for draft grades, reviews, and then we'll switch to college football in lieu of no spring football. Um, Who's the number one team in the country preseason? Y'all probably already know who mine is, but uh, we'll talk more about that. Thanks for joining All 22, Gents. All right. Thank you.